Welcome to Safety Spectrum, your environmental health and safety connection. This program is a presentation of the Michigan Safety Conference. For almost a century, the annual conference has provided credible educational opportunities and valuable support to the safety and health practitioner by offering 120 instructional programs, along with exhibits highlighting the latest in safety equipment, instrumentation, and demonstrations. To learn more about the conference, please find us at MICH, M-I-C-H, safetyconference.org. Welcome to Safety Spectrum. I'm your host, Sheila Ives. This program is sponsored by the Michigan Safety Conference, and our topic today is basically a kickoff and special invitation to you to attend the Michigan Safety Conference for 2022, April 12th and 13th in Lansing, Michigan. Who better to talk about the conference but the board chairman, the current president, and the executive director for the conference. This is Michigan's largest safety conference, bringing together EHS professionals from the state, the country, and even internationally. Our cheerleaders today who will talk about the conference include Debbie Dinopoli, who is Director of Safety Management Services and recently named Director of Emergency Services for the University of Michigan's Health System. She has served on, her, on the Health Care Division, the board as a past president, and is currently Chairman of the Board for the conference. Frank Manley of DuPont is an EHS professional with 28 years of experience in industry with 19 years dedicated to process safety management across the pharmaceutical, aerospace, and chemical industry. Frank has served on the chemical division board and is current president of the conference. Our executive director, Denise McGinn, certified association executive and owner of Association Guidance, started working with the conference 30 years ago. It was named executive director in 2007. As for myself, I volunteered with the conference for my many years working in the safety profession at the local utility, city government, and Michigan OSHA. And I have served on the exhibits committee as publicity chair and my OSHA set division chair. And I've also been conference president. So first, I'd like to thank you for joining me today, Debbie, Frank, Denise. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Sheila. So what I'd like to say first, for people who have never heard of us, which always surprises the heck out of me and the rest of us, is they've never heard of the Michigan Safety Conference. Deb, what is it? Thanks, Sheila. I'm very proud to say that we are an all-volunteer organization dedicated to the development and education of workplace safety and health practices in the state of Michigan since 1928. Whoa. These volunteers work diligently to provide an annual conference in the spring filled with exhibitors and quality workplace safety and health education that attracts one of the highest attendance ratings by safety professionals in the nation. As a wow. bonus, several divisions will offer CEUs through Grand Valley State University for attendance at their programs towards many health and safety certifications. Now I'd like to turn it over to Denise for a little more history. Thanks, Debbie. Um, last year, we celebrated our 90th year, so I had the wonderful opportunity to delve through some of the history books, and um, I was out in our storage shed and lo and behold, found a box that had every single program um, from the conference from its very beginning in 1928, all the way up through uh, current. So we have program books um, in the office. Um, some are scanned and now are housed on our website. You can find 1928 through 1960 on the website and we're continuing to scan those. So eventually we'll have all of the programs. What I found interesting when I looked at the 1928 program was the topics are very similar to what we're offering today. 
We had electrical safety, accident prevention, the value of safety, all the things that are still important today were important back then and, and the reason why they started the conference. Um, we were formed as a nonprofit charitable organization. We are not part of the state. We have our own tax ID. We have our own um, organizational papers. So we are a separate entity, although the state of Michigan does support us um, very dramatically. Um, we missed a few conferences in the early years due to the war. Uh, we also missed the 2020 conference due to COVID. So that's why the years don't match up. We're in our 91st year. Um, it would be longer um, if you added all those years together. Um, you can find other history like our past presidents. We've had a very dedicated group of past presidents um, and chairman of the board. You can find that on our website as well. Just hit on the history tabs. Um, the conference has grown over the years. Um, what started as maybe like a one day, two day event, uh, maybe no exhibitors at all. Um, slowly over time, they kept adding different components to the event. Um, so today we have about 200 exhibiting companies um, in our trade show. They don't just exhibit their products and services. They also are very good educators. So if you stop by their booths, they're not going to share just, oh, we're selling you this product. They're going to tell you why that product's important. They're going to tell you how to use it. And they're going to talk about other safety issues related to their product. Um, so it's almost you know, as valuable as our education sessions. We have about 120 speakers um, today that will be on deck to present over two days. When you register, your badge gets you into all the classes and the trade show. Um, several years ago, we added a keynote speaker on Tuesday morning. Um, this year, we're really pleased to have national speaker David McPeak. He's the director of professional development at Incident Prevention Institute. He's going to talk to us about what safety leadership is, what safety leaders are, what safety leaders do. Um, some might recognize him. He was one of our uh, presenters last year at our very first virtual conference that we held in 2021. Um, his session will be preceded by our annual memorial ceremony where we honor those workers that lost their lives the previous year. Um, the ceremony is hosted every year by our good friend, Bart Pickleman, who is the director of Myosha. So we hope you can all um, make it for that. It's a very moving experience. Denise, I think when I was looking at some of the history, it looked like in the very beginning, uh, it's mostly run by men and yes. there were a few programs for women. Yes. But they weren't exactly industrial safety programs, as I recall. Right. They did have a women's safety division, but it was very much public safety. Um, it was like riding bicycle safety and household safety. They even crowned a Mrs. Safety Conference <laughs> at one point. Um, I'm pretty, pretty sure all the women today are glad that they got rid of that. <laughs> Um, yeah, most of the programs that we witnessed back in, in the early 20s, 30s, 40s even, um, were related to home safety and public safety when it came to the women's division. And you said you have 120 speakers, so that means there's 120 programs? Yes. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, Frank, uh, you want to talk a little bit about the CEUs? Sure, Sheila, thanks. Um, just like we have in the past, we'll be offering CEUs for the courses that uh, you can take. Um, this year, all the CEUs will need to be applied for digitally uh, through our mobile app. Uh, so you'll log on, you'll create an account, and uh, you'll ask some yes, no questions, determining which type of certificates you want to receive, whether it's a general uh, email certificate or a formal Grand Valley State University certificate. And we even offer wastewater uh, certificates. And uh, once you have the account, you'll go in and when you attend your class, the uh, 
host of that session will give you a code that you'll enter into the mobile app, and then you'll automatically get credit for attending the class. And then uh, various uh, organizations will recognize uh, these certificates. So um, the Board of Certified Safety uh, Professionals uh, will give credit um, for, for, the, for the sessions, uh, CIHs, um, CHSP, NREP, CRSP, and uh, like I said, we also have some wastewater uh, CECs as well, and uh, professional emergency manager. So are there any fees in addition to get these CEUs? No, there are no fees. It's, it's part of the conference. Uh, so any attendee uh, who wishes to get the CEUs, you just need to fill out the mobile app, sign up, and uh, everything will be taken care of from there. So if you're registered, you could get the CEUs for, uh, for no, no other cost. Correct. That's fantastic. And if we happen to have a group that said they wanted CEUs, we could probably research it, right, Denise, to see if, how we could do that for them. Absolutely. Just contact the headquarters office. Let us know um, what the certification is. We'll contact the provider to see if that's something that we could make available. Um, we've added in the past. We can certainly look into it. Now, another interesting uh, aspect of the conference is we talked about uh, succession and bringing other safety people. This is an all-volunteer organization. Uh, who would like to talk about student chapter? Well, I guess I will. <laughs> so we do include students. We try to interest students, and they actually help us out at the conference, and we use student interns. And we use people right in the classrooms, but, and they actually have their own set of programs where they can meet together. And I think one of the most uh, interesting uh, sessions that we did is we, uh, we didn't have enough to put a, a class together for the students. So a number of us safety pros got together and just talked about our experiences uh, in, our, in our line of work. And it's really important that we interest more young people in getting into the safety and health business because uh, some of us are getting a little gray around the edges there. So, and it's a very exciting field to be in. And as uh, one of our members said, it's kind of recession proof. You always need safety and health people and environmental. And they always wanna call somebody an EHS, which means environmental health and safety, which is a huge plate to cover for anybody. And Sheila, what's but, valuable, I think for students as well, is we have a job board um, at the event it's right next to the headquarters office. Students can post their resumes and employers can post job openings on that board. So it's valuable not just to the students, but also the employers. I know many employers are looking for people now. Um, they can stop by. And um, so we encourage students to bring extra copies of their resume to post on that board. Um, we also offer job posting service on our LinkedIn page. So if you do a search on Michigan Safety Conference in LinkedIn, any job openings that we're aware of, We'll post there so students and employers can check that out as well. Well, one of the hats I wore when I was at the city was uh, personnel, deputy personnel director as well as safety. And I have people come to me, young people especially, and they say, well, the job asks for experience. I don't have experience. How do I get that? By volunteering. I often tell them, you know, a group like Michigan Safety Conference, United Way, places that need volunteers. If you can work for no money, <laughs> that helps but it's the best way to get experience. It's the best way to rub elbows with the people that you wanna know later on in your career. So last year's virtual conference, that was a first for us. Was that quite a challenge, Denise? 
Yes, it was. <laughs> just, just knowing what questions to ask when putting a virtual conference together. We wanted to make sure that the trade show was as similar to a live event as possible where people could interact with each other. Um, we also um, had to pre-record over a hundred sessions um, and edit them and make sure that they, they were on time. And um, I think it worked. We even had exhibitors that had happy hours after the trade show and people were congregating in booths together and talking. You could tell people missed each other. I think people are very excited that we're live again this year. The networking that takes place at the event, you can't match. Um, and I think people become lifelong friends and they're, they're gonna be very happy to see each other. That's at least the comments we're getting. We do get some great exhibitors. Don't we also get demos, demonstrations at the conference? We, we do. In the past, we've had um, safe driving, don't text and drive simulators. The operating engineers um, always bring their crane safety simulator. Um, 3M brings their fall protection. We've had slip and fall trailers. And so there's a lot of things happening in the exhibit hall um, just besides uh, exhibits. There, there's lots of hands-on things that you can try and do as well. And a lot of uh, stuff that you can pick up at the booths as well. Yes. Now, I would like to highlight the, the breadth of this conference. We have divisions. I want to name them off. be a little tedious, but I want you to understand that we cover all of industry. Agriculture, chemical, construction, emergency management and fire safety, environmental management, healthcare, industrial division, industrial hygiene, metal fabricating, set division, public utility, risk and insurance, security, and of course the student chapter that I mentioned earlier. This is a very comprehensive conference and it's amazing that a group of 170 volunteers put this on. Uh, at this point, I'd like to ask uh, Deb to talk about the uh, division that she's been involved with the most, the healthcare division, the kind of programs you got coming up for us. Thanks, Sheila. Well, the healthcare division would be remiss if we did not do a session on COVID as much as we would not like to. The session will be a panel discussion on the new normal and the impact of occupational safety and health programs within the healthcare setting. We're gonna also look at the fatigue factor and the burnout factor because of the pandemic, as well as taking a closer look at workplace violence prevention and protection of our workforces. Unfortunately, many of us in the healthcare industry have really had to put up banners to remind people to be respectful and be kind and I know the pandemic has been rough on all of us, but we still need to do our jobs. You still need to be uh, kind of nice patients and you also need to be nice visitors. So uh, we are looking at um, making sure that staff feel comfortable to have a safe place to work. Our patients have a safe place to recover and our visitors have a safe place to visit. So you actually have a session that talks about the emotional toll of uh, COVID? We do. I'm going to be very honest. Uh, in the last eight months, I have lost three employees in healthcare safety. They're done. They don't want to do safety in a pandemic any longer. So most of them, I hate to say, have gone to manufacturing, automotive, and to the private sector. Well, that doesn't show what the toll this disease has done. I don't know what does. Correct. That's amazing. I sure don't want to have anything really serious go wrong with me right now because they're just so overloaded. You just feel for them so much. Uh, Frank, what do you got going in the chemical division? Yeah, well, we have um, six very good programs. Um, one of them's kind of near and dear to, to me living in Midland, Michigan. Um, it's going to cover uh, 
emergency preparedness for natural disasters. And specifically, it's going to talk about how the industrial complex here locally, uh, which houses Dow and DuPont and, and other uh, chemical companies, how they prepared for uh, their response to the Sanford Dam break, uh, which caused massive flooding, um, impacted the community tremendously. Uh, homes were lost, um, but no lives were lost, which was amazing. And uh, this part, uh, this particular uh, presentation will focus on how chemical plants need to be prepared for that type of disaster, in this case, uh, a major flooding uh, event, and be able to maintain the processes in a safe manner so we don't have large releases of chemicals uh, due to the flood. Uh, so that'll be an excellent presentation that's being put on uh, by a couple individuals who are in uh, emergency response and in uh, safety and health uh, at the chemical companies there. And um, we have another one. Uh, we, we have a return speaker, uh, Monica from the EPA. She always gives an excellent update on uh, regulatory changes and gives great tips on how to handle uh, a regulatory visit. Um, particularly, she focuses uh, on RMP, EPRA, uh, CERCLA, and SPCC. Um, we also have a great partnership that we've had for a long time with the National Fire Protection Association, and uh, they have been a regular contributor to our conference, and they will be coming and giving a presentation uh, talking about fire explosion, electrical safety, and basically any type of hazard uh, here's how uh, we can identify it, mitigate it, and, and control it, and here's some applicable codes. Uh, so it's always a, a great opportunity if you have specific code questions, you can get contacts uh, directly in the NFPA, know who's on the committees, and, and, and get answers to some of those questions you might have had about how do I interpret this uh, particular line in the code. Uh, it's always helpful to, to know that. Um, Scott Tipler from Dow will be talking about overpressure protection. Uh, he, he's an expert at Dow for pressure relief um, on vessels. He always gives a good presentation. Uh, we've got one that's a little bit more modern uh, for hazards, talking about the cannabis industry. Uh -huh. People don't realize uh, that there are a lot of hazards uh, in some of these larger cannabis operations. There's a lot of flammable materials that are used. There's um, some toxic materials, there's uh, a lot of CO2 used and um, propane, butane, sometimes benzene, there, there's different uh, chemicals there and you may or may not be covered by various regulations uh, when, when getting into that. Um, and then we're gonna talk about um, root cause investigations, but this one will have a little bit of a twist. There's been a push for a long time to uh, focus on not blaming employees and, and and trying to get to root causes, which is excellent. Um, but as that has happened, and we've made great progress in that throughout industry, uh, there's also, you run a risk of getting corrective actions that are ineffective because we're trying so hard not to blame anybody that sometimes you start coming up with corrective actions that aren't really effective. Um, and so there'll be some discussion about that and how to avoid some of those pitfalls. Uh, so um, some, some excellent programs and uh, looking forward to it.
Uh, Denise, do we have any programs about uh, drug use in the workplace this year? Um, I'd have to look that up. I'm not positive. I, I know we have in the past. Um, Okay, yeah, I was just curious. Uh, sounds like a good program, set of programs there, Frank. Um, I, of course, am partial to the myosha set division because I worked there and I was the chair for many years. And they will have the myosha director talk about the state of myosha, what's coming up, what new regulations might be in store for everyone, and a chance to ask questions. So that's always a good program. They will talk about fatalities that occurred in Michigan last year. It was a very unusual year in Michigan because so many of the workplace deaths were related to COVID. At least half of them are related to COVID and they're actually still coming in. So it was a tremendous, tremendously hard year for industry trying to deal with the pandemic and trying to keep things going. So, And I did, I did look that up for you, Sheila, and we do have um, a part two series on reasonable suspicion weed in the workplace. Our risk and insurance division is putting on a two-part okay. series where they'll have um, an attorney come in and talk about what employers can and can't do if they suspect that. There's just so many programs. It's, it's hard to cover them all. Like uh, for our security division, we have a continuing duo that comes in, Marilyn Knight and Kenneth, Kenneth Wolf, who talk about uh, violence in the workplace. And those sessions are always very well attended. And they even have one on... Uh, active shooter survival techniques, who would have thought that we would ever come to this place in our lives where my third grade little grandson has to practice sheltering in place. That's the new reality, unfortunately, but they're gonna talk, uh, have several programs on that. So I'm uh, really looking forward to the, to the conference this year, especially after not having one in person for two years, it's gonna be probably well attended. So get your registrations in early. <laughs> And then I kind of wanted to ask each of us, what is the principal benefit to you of being part of this organization? Because all of us have been a part of it for many years. And why is that? Debbie, what are your thoughts? Oh, my. Uh, networking with my peers with a focus on injury prevention is just second to none. Um, the ability to mentor the up and coming occupational safety and health students is also second to none. We are so pleased to be able to offer scholarships to uh, and financial assistance to students enrolled in the occupational safety and health curriculums at the colleges and universities within the state of Michigan, that it just, it makes your heart full. Each year applicants are selected based on their academic achievement, their leadership, letters of recommendation and additional criteria. And to just go through those applicants, knowing that we can make a difference and then have many of those students give back by serving on a, as a volunteer at the Michigan Safety Conference just makes you feel warm inside. <laughs> Bringing up the next generation. <laughs> Frank, what, exactly. what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I, I echo everything that Debbie said, but um, I, I guess two things jump out. One, every time, I, well, every time I meet with <laughs> our, our group of volunteers, I, I learn something, but um, Without a doubt, every time I attend the conference, I walk away with something that I can use in the workplace that's beneficial uh, to everybody there. Um, and again, I, I know you're going to hear this a lot, right? But it's the networking. If you get involved with this organization, you automatically increase your network dramatically when you're looking at EHS professionals. And they come from all walks of life and all different uh, 
types of environments, you know, with different hazards that everybody's dealing with. And uh, it's everybody's very willing to bounce ideas off each other, help each other out. Um, it could be a quick email, a quick phone call. Uh, it could be over a beer, <laughs> but uh, it's a great group of people. And uh, it's not just a professional network. You will have lifelong friends uh, without a doubt. It's a great group of individuals, highly recommended to anybody. Uh, very welcoming. Great, great way to put it. Uh, yes, I have to echo what you two have said. It is a networking. I mean, who thought, you know, a 20 something when I was first in safety, call up the corporate safety person at Ford and find out what kind of program they had for a particular problem that I had. A big company that had field tested basically the information that they're giving me. That was, but the big, th another big thing to me is for two days out of the year, you get to hang out with people who know exactly what you do and what you go through. I think so much is safety. There's a whole lot of responsibility, but not enough authority to make the change. But for two days, you get to talk to people who have been in the same boat and maybe they've dealt with what you've already dealt with. So that, that is just invaluable. So I can't say that enough, folks. If you're not coming to the Michigan Safety Conference, you're missing one of the best areas of learning that you could possibly get for a very inexpensive price. What is it, I think 190 for two days, two full days? That's correct. And, you know, we're lucky that we can keep it, the price low. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we have wonderful sponsors. Um, our keynote sponsor, UAW Ford Health and Safety, has done that for us for many years. Our mobile app sponsor, Team Rehab. Um, we have four corporate partners, Accident Fund Insurance Company, Aon, Great Lakes Safety Training Center, and the Operating Engineers Local 324. And then we have 35 other companies and individuals that are contributing sponsors and donors and we have some in-kind contributors that donate services so that we don't have to pay. And that's how we keep that price low. We haven't had a price increase in a few years um, so that more and more people have, we can take advantage of, of attending. Plus all volunteers run, the, except for the executive director, it's all volunteer and all the speakers are volunteer. So it's just amazing. That's how we, and we talk them into it. They know that it's a good conference. They wanna be there. They ask to speak at it. So it's really interesting. That, that, that's how it works out. And it's been going on since 1928. So my goodness. Um, one thing I want to mention, uh, who knows with life these days, but we will be following whatever guidelines are out there from the CDC or the state of Michigan. We are going to encourage masking. There's always another variant uh, lurking in the background. So uh, we're not, you know, whatever the rules are, that's what we're going to follow. And we are a safety organization, safety and health organization. So it would behoove us to set an example. Uh, any final comments from anybody? Come to the conference, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> come to the conference. Looking forward to having one in person. And, uh, you know, can't wait to see everybody. Yeah, we get to see Frank get up there and st start off the conference. Oh, we've also had a legislative, isn't there a legislative, uh, oh, that was, or was that just last year? Last year, because of our 90th year, we had a proclamation to declare the conference dates, uh, Michigan. Uh, workplace health and safety day um, we may look into seeing if we can get that done again for um, this year we have the board has not talked about it but we're, we might look into that it was a kind of an anniversary year last year okay gotcha what i'd like to uh, thank De debbie dinopoli frank manley and denise mcginn uh, if you have any uh, questions or you want to learn how to register for the conference just uh, hit us up at mich m-i-c-h safetyconference.org and thank you so much for listening to Safety Spectrum. This is Sheila Ike.